Hello, everybody. My name is Landon Arenas. Thanks for listening to episode 179 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. B, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Father, thank you for this time that we could spend in this podcast. Thank you for the opportunity to come back again for 2023 and connect your wisdom and your word to what's going on with current events and um, to provide the folks with maybe a little bit of insight as to what's happening in the world because things seem awful strange and confusing and uh, scary for a lot of people. And uh, it's completely understandable after what we've been through over the last three to four years. But I pray, Father, that you would give us a clarity of mind, clear direction for the future, and help us to honor you and glorify you in all that we do. And in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. My brother, happy belated New Year. Oh, yeah. That that was like a while back, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? That was a while, while back. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're almost, it's uh, what, yeah. January 26th. Hey, we'll be hitting know, February now, so. Yeah. Hey, you know in San Diego how they shoot the, the firearms off every year? Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? What is they do it? it out here too? <laughs> oh, so Only, fami- familiarity, huh? Yeah. So okay. you know, if I was working New Year's Eve in San Diego, I'd get undercover, yeah. like under, in a parking structure or something. Or go into the office, park the car, and go into the office, and wait for midnight to go by. Right. And then you know we'd be getting all of these uh, eleven six calls. Eleven six in San Diego was uh you know you know gunshots right right and um i'd be scanning san diego they'd they'd be getting all these calls we'd be getting calls and nobody's responding to them (laughs) (laughs) oh that's awesome yeah yeah, nobody's and then we'd be like 10-4 and the dispatchers know we're not responding because you know it'd be what look folks what goes up must come down and if you shoot a bullet in the air it's eventually going to come down, and, and it seems like every year somewhere in the country, somebody gets killed by a bullet that's coming out of the sky because somebody shot one up in the sky. But um, so back in San Diego, it's more like pop, 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 boop, boop, boop. You know, you get the automatic yeah, yeah. weapons every once in a while. Bop, 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 bop. Yeah. There's always somebody <laughs> trying to outdo it another, right? Somebody right, shoots right. a handgun. Oh, really? I'll bring my shotgun. Yeah, I'm gonna bring, oh, I'm gonna bring my oh. AR. Oh, out here when I was sitting up in the office at, at you know on New Year's Eve uh-huh. in my office where I'm at now, I got a window there and a window over there. I got a couple of houses behind me. As you go across the the wooded area, there's a couple of houses there. Now these houses out here, they're not gonna be shooting any weapons, but the guys over there, uh-huh. you know, 
they're more more country area, a little bit more rural. And I was hearing this is what I was hearing, brother. Boom. Boom. <laughs> it's not like a cannon going off. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. I mean, you know, what pop, 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 pop. It was boom. <laughs> I mean, it yeah. shook the house. I was like, like wow. a high caliber, uh, like <laughs> I, something that like, like heavy duty shotgun or something, you know, yeah, uh, yeah or maybe in thirty out six or something. And I'm going. So what? Uh, the next day, you see somebody walking out with a with a their arm on a sling because you know that's the ones who <laughs> shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it just the shoulder gets wrenched. <laughs> right, it was ripped off almost. <laughs> Funny. Yeah. I know everybody's ever shot a f- shotgun for the first time has felt that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, then, then they learn how to hold it. <laughs> right, right, right. After recovery. Uh, right, right. After, <laughs> after a few weeks of recovery. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Funny stuff. Um, yeah, well, yeah so bro. We, we get the opportunity to do another podcast 2023. This is our first one, 2023. Bro, we, what it. happened to us? Oh. We were, uh, it wasn't even COVID. Like, what the wait, heck? Wait, 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 wait. You you weren't abducted by aliens or anything, were you? Well, it felt like I was abducted by something. <laughs> <laughs> the way I was feeling, man. <laughs> it was, tell it you. was biological warfare. <laughs> I, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. There was some yeah. sort of uh, infestation of uh, you shall not feel good. <laughs> is that like was, the 12th that's the 12th commandment you shall not feel good. yeah thou shall not feel good for a while slow uh, down <laughs> i'm God telling you does that sometimes sometimes he slows us down yeah that's true yeah. that's true he'll use different means for sure yeah. either to catch our attention I, to slap I, us around a little bit or I remember to you slow would, us down. You, I remember you were breaking the speed limit by quite a bit. Uh, I'm telling you. <laughs> you were doing about 160 down the stretch. That way Man. <laughs> well, and it's crazy uh-huh. because after that break we've had, you know, uh-huh. being sick and recovered. Yep. It's like I it's like period, but then I, I continue and left off or you know, continue from where I left off when I right got back in the fray. Back again. in the fray. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. it's nothing slowing now. I think I yeah. went up to 170 now. You know, I was I was watching some videos this week. Um and one of them was uh, the guy did dirty jobs. Um uh Mike Rowe. Mike Rowe. Mm-hmm. Talking about how the younger generation, younger folks are not coming back into the workplace. Mm. Yeah. You know, they're all trying it. to get those all trying to get those college degrees at, you know, hundred and something thousand dollars. Oh, absolutely. Graduate on student loans. Um, and then, you know, but uh, but a lot of them are not coming back into the workplace. Um, and there's different views on why that might be happening. Um, uh, but he also talked about how the trade jobs are really falling by the wayside. You can't mm-hmm. hardly find anybody to do plumbing, electricians, uh, especially carpenters. That they have really dropped off. Um, doing drywall, construction type, we how to build something. You're learning how to build something, right? Mm-hmm. All right. the things that go into it, and um, you know they, they've people are not taking those jobs because they're not prestigious. Oh, absolutely. And if you think about it, school. 
I remember back in the day in school, I'm thinking for myself, probably when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. when they spoke about jobs, uh, they talked about those type of jobs, you know, plumbing, right? You know, electricians, vocational, you know, woodworking, vocational, right? Yeah. Now, nowadays, you don't hear anything about them. You hear about technology. You hear about, you know, uh, uh, engineering, but not even. Well, I think engineering has been dumbed down a little bit. <laughs> I think everybody is an engineer when they're really not an engineer or or actually uh, um, certified engineers, <laughs> like the word engineer is supposed to be. I think anytime now you just plug in engineering to whatever job you're doing and they think that's an engineer, but it's not. But if you think about it, I I mean, my son's in middle school, brother. I can't even tell you when have if they ever have mentioned a vocational job. Nope. They talk about everything else, but not vocational, you know, running a farm, growing food. You know, you're fortunate where you're living because one of the great things about the San Diego Community College District out there in San Diego is that they have classes for all those vocations. They've got welding. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. They've got welding classes, auto mechanics, diesel mechanics, like working on the big diesel trucks. Uh, they've got paramedic classes, law enforcement classes, you know, the academy, the law enforcement academy. They've got fire academy. Uh, these are all jobs you can get into that are vocational jobs. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you can make you can make a living. You can you can provide for your family, make decent money. Yeah. And, and um, especially with the welding. You can do really good with the welding. Oh, yeah. Welders you know? get paid a lot of money. Too. They make a yeah. lot of money. Yeah, and Miramar College is the main college they use for those vocational jobs. See, that's great because, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, the direction they're pushing students to go, those vocational jobs, like you said, are going by the wayside because they're pushing completely something else, something that has to do with technology, digital, uh, social media. I mean, if you think about it, you look at a lot of the people that are becoming rich or having, it's everybody that's involved, like Instagram. They have their own youtube channel and things of that nature but but they don't know anything vocationally they know how to take pictures that's one regret that i have is i wish i would have learned more about woodworking more about plumbing more about electrical things Mm -hmm. of that nature hvac or whatever just some kind of a skill being able to to lay tile down to do uh, concrete uh, drywall i worked for southeast drywall company Mm. When I was, I think, around 19 years old, 18 or 19 years old, uh, and I, I didn't hang drywall, but I learned how by watching the other guys hang it. I was, yeah. a guy, I was a guy with a truck. I'd go pick up the drywall, load it onto the truck, go to the construction site, load it off the truck, take it to where it needed to be for them to hang it. And then, you know, I'd go for the next load when they were ready for me to go for another load. That's basically mm-hmm. I was a laborer. But, you know, it was a good experience. Oh, yeah. For me, no, absolutely. So, that, those are good things. Uh, uh, some of the yeah. stuff that I learned to do, it's when we first bought our house many, many years ago. We we ended up losing the house, but before we moved in, we did a lot of repairs, drywall, uh, resurfacing, uh, clearing the floor, taking off popcorn ceiling, and, and I had to learn how to do a lot of that stuff. But I'll tell you what, after you learn it and you do it, <laughs> it stays with you because anytime you need to do something around the house. You have a little bit of experience, you know, right. and 
I mean, right. there's good things to 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 uh, to uh, technology. You can YouTube things now, and there's people right. that are you know vocationally driven that they can show you how to well, do yeah. these things. There's so that's the guys. beauty of the internet. But yeah, I mean, those yeah. are good things to have, good experience, especially as men. I think as men, it's good to learn these things and be able to fix things around the house. If you can't do it, you can always find somebody else to help you out. Right? There you go, being sexist, there, brother. I, I you know, I know, <laughs> I, you know, I'm I can't, can't get away from that sexism. You know, I'm a man. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, there's no difference between men and women. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No difference whatsoever. Uh, you know, <laughs> unless you're going into a UFC fight, then, it, there's, then there's a difference. <laughs> yeah, right, right. There's a, a little bit of a, just a little bit, you know. A little bit of the, <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. Men need to learn these skills because you know they got to take care of their, it's God puts the the um the responsibility on the man mm-hmm. to take care of his family. Oh yeah. The woman does not have a responsibility to provide for for her family. Excuse me. I drank some hot chocolate and went right down my windpipe. Um, Anyway, um, I'm still drinking hot chocolate. Oh, by the way, I checked our weather the other day. Okay. And your weather and my weather on the temperature-wise wasn't that different. It's been cold. (laughs) You've been drinking some hot chocolate. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of coffee and things to keep me warm. Because yeah. it's been cold, brother. I think it Southern hit California. It hit the high 30s in the middle of the morning. What like happened to global four or five warming? In the morning. Exactly. Yeah. Huh. Where did you took a hike, man? Yeah. And then anyway, today, uh, <laughs> today was extremely windy. I mean, my door slammed a few yeah, times. You, you guys have been so. getting a lot of rain out there, a lot of a lot of weather. So we did. But that's good though. You get your drought. You can. We get needed it. Mm-hmm. If you can stop Newsom from, you know, piping it back into the ocean, you'll you'll be okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but that's a tough tough job there <laughs> trying to stop. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Well, um, I have a story here. <clears throat> okay. Like what what is that story? Uh, it's out of the Gateway Pundit. And I, I I clicked on it here just a little bit before the podcast, and it intrigued me. Okay. Uh, a young Georgia police officer resigns after the department puts him on leave for opposing gay marriage. Repeat that again. A young Georgia police officer uh-huh. resigns after department puts him on leave for opposing gay marriage. Yeah, we're going to see a lot of that. Unfortunately, it's it's coming down the pike, isn't it? It sure is. It sure sure is. Um, there was uh, in talking about that. There was a story here in Santee, California, where I currently live. There's a YMCA, or they call it the Y now. Uh, so there was a young lady. I can't remember how how long ago was this. I think it was within the last year. or uh, anyway, she was after whatever she was doing, workout or playing sport or whatever, she went to the uh, to shower. And obviously at the YMCA, they have open stall showers <laughs> in both the men and the women's locker room. Apparently in the women's locker room. And, uh, and just to clarify, they uh-huh. do still separate men from women, right? Well, they have two separate restrooms or yeah. Uh, they have separate locker rooms. Showers, right. 
that. So they haven't gone that far yet. (laughs) Well, this is a story. Stand by. This young lady on her uh, uh, wrapped her towel going into the shower stalls as she's preparing to turn on the shower and uh, go about her business and showering. uh, Turns and right across the way, some open, well, it's not even stalls because it's all open, some showers down. There was a gentleman just freely in all of, uh, you know, all his, his freedom <laughs> that he was showering, no problem, just going about it. Well, this young lady, you know, took it upon herself to go to the, you know, directly to the office and said, hey, uh, there's a man in the shower. What's up with that? I wanted to shower, but now I can't. Anyway, long story short, uh, they told her that person, that man identifies himself as a woman. Therefore, he's in within his right to be in that shower with you. Uh, so the LGTB MNLP alphabetical uh, party there uh, took yeah. it upon themselves to come after this young lady, basically telling her you're all against uh, LGBTQ. He's a transsexual part of the uh, our community. Therefore, you hate us. So she ended up taking her fight, you know, tried to go to the city and everything. Well, that's where we're at, brother, to the point where she was pretty much hushed down. Uh, turned the whole story against her, basically saying you're 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 uh, uh, against uh, the LGBTQ because that gentleman, uh, uh, you know, identifies as a woman and therefore c- can be in there with you. So her fight was like, sorry. Went through deaf ears. Nobody really listens. Now this young lady is like scarred, you know, because now it's like, shoot, can't even. Can't, she can't go work out at the Y anymore. No, she cannot. And this was supposed to be a Christian organization. It's supposed to, exactly. But it's it has nothing Christian about them. Nothing. There's not. You know, uh, Proverbs 14.34 says, Righteousness exalts a nation. Mm. But sin is a reproach to any people. Oh. Ooh. Powerful words. That kind of mentality is going to destroy society. Yeah. It's going to, there's going to, there will be a total breakdown of society mm-hmm. with that kind of mentality. <clears throat> you see, they hate God. Absolutely. Because they love their sin. They love their sin more than they have any regard for God. So they love their sin. Therefore they hate God because God is against their sin. Right. And so they're they're rebelling against God, shaking their fist at him. And what happens when that happens is God pulls back his restraining grace, restraining the um, iniquity uh, that is involved in society. And uh, when that happens, this is the kind of stuff that we get. We get police officers being targeted for having a biblical marriage view. We have a young lady that can't feel safe in YMCA because a male that has a reprobate mind and a twisted thinking, twisted mind, uh, supposedly identifies as a woman. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. (laughs) Right. You know, what man would not want to go into the women's locker room? Right. And, and and indulge himself, right? Yeah. And right. oh, but I identify as a woman. Does any does anybody really buy that one? 
Really? I mean, is do is our is our society that naive and that gullible? The answer is yes. Mm-hmm. Because God has turned them over, Romans 1, to a reprobate mind. Amen. Which that means is, they're, not thinking, they're not thinking clearly. Right. Their, their brain is scrambled. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're so right. The, the, the whole sense of, of, of thought is gone. It's all driven by emotion, by your inner feeling. You feel a certain way. Well, yeah. Wow. Yeah. You should feel that way. You have that right. Who can deny that right? And obviously they use that because they don't, again, they're suppressing the truth. They hate God. They hate God's standards. And they hate that God is against sin, like you said, brother. So, yeah. Why wouldn't we go against everything that has to do with God? And that's right. exactly what's happening. It's emotional driven. It's, you know, and, and in some, you know, in some sense, some of the things that happen because it's much easier to tell this young lady, you know what? No, he's within his right. Instead of telling that transgender person to no, you cannot do that because then a bigger yeah. lawsuit with a lot more money, you know, uh, they don't want to lose because they know they're going to lose that anyways. If they try right. to go against the LGBTQ, you know, uh, protecting a, a transgender right. person. Well, that's that's not only in California. Well, no, that's it's everywhere, right. brother. It's everywhere now. <clears throat> now, here's the next proverb that should make the LGBTQ, STD, whatever, <laughs> XYZ community. <clears throat> um, yeah. I don't know how many letters they have anymore or how many pronouns, yeah. <laughs> but is there like 367,000 pronouns now? Yeah, that yeah. that's why I, I, um, I, I've started calling the alphabet uh, movement. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. The alphabet movement. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the more than 26-letter alphabet movement. Yeah. Um, chapter uh, 16 of Proverbs, verse 4. You ready for this one? Mm, mm-hmm. Now, this the Lord pulls back his restraining grace sometimes, right? The Lord hath made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. Mm, man. Break that one down. <laughs> Man, reread it again, brother. You said it was, uh, sorry, I was looking at something else in my news. Proverbs chapter 16. Are you looking it up? Yeah, looking it up. Proverbs 16, verse 4. The Lord has made everything for its own purpose, even the wicked for the day of evil. God is sovereign. That's basically what he's saying. He's in control of all things, even in control of these evil you know, uh, people. It's, yeah. Yep. You, you nailed it. God is sovereign. <clears throat> and it's something that uh, we have a hard time with today. That even, even legitimate Christians. That God is Thank so- you for saying that. You're, you're so right, brother, because yes, it's true. Even Christians doubt that God is in control of everything. Why? Because all they see around is evil taking place. And why isn't God doing something about it? Right. But they don't understand right. God's sovereignty. Right. Exactly. Uh, God is sovereign over all things. Now they'll acknowledge that to a certain degree, but when when it when God's sovereignty interferes with our idol of free will, mm. which we we seem to worship our own free will, which is a false idol. Yeah, uh, we don't like that, and so no. we, yeah, 
Because now you're getting in my business, right? <laughs> yeah, now you get into, into my free movement. Now you get into my decision-making. I should be able to make my own decision, you know, my autonomy. Uh, yeah, God God will disrupt your autonomy. Yeah, yeah. Fast and Exactly. <laughs> and that's a, that should be a clear answer to people that have, well, doesn't God care about your emotions? Uh, no, 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 he does. Well, I mean, he cares, but... He doesn't care because you need to be obedient to God's word. <laughs> so he cares about you being obedient to his word. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, so. Yeah, he's not. People have the wrong image of God. Uh-huh. God is not here to bow before us and serve us. And he's not the, the old man with the long beard up in the sky. <laughs> you know, people yeah. don't. And one of the biggest problems in Christianity today is that people don't understand God. Right. They don't understand his attributes. Nope. You know? Um, nope. And if you don't understand the attributes of God, the nature of God, then you're not going to understand anything else in Scripture. Right. And you're not going to understand how God conducts himself, how he relates to our world. And so then you look at the current events and you, and people get all worked up and scared and work, you know, because things look really bad right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but you know, we lose, we lose the uh, connection to God um, in that God, nothing that's happening in the world today has escaped God. Mm -hmm. right. He sees everything. He's omnipresent. There are scriptures that talk about him seeing all, all that we do. He knows everything that's going on. It's interesting. Uh, <clears throat> this is kind of a similar example. Uh, when the, the nuclear weapons were first <clears throat> being invented in the United States and the Soviet Union, <clears throat> back in our my younger days, uh -huh. we're locked in a uh, Cold War. I'm a Cold War veteran. And they had nuclear weapons pointed at each other. Yeah. People were asking, how, how are we going to survive a nuclear age like this where, where the entirety of, where, where civilization is, is in dire danger of being wiped out? Mm. C.S. Lewis had an interesting answer to that. He said the same way people survived when the Vikings threatened, would come in on shore and kill all the men and rape all the women. Mm. We've survived the same way. Mm. Right. You know? No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the nature of man and, and his evils to other men has not changed. It's just the method has changed. Yes, that is, you're right. And today it's not as much nuclear as it is biological. Mm-hmm. A biological warfare against us. So um, so it's always changing. But the thing that stops us from destroying ourselves, which we would do within 30 minutes if God completely pulled out, pulled back his restraining grace, mm, yeah. is God's restraining grace. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. so God is sovereign, he does control it. But when when we rebel against him, when we when we become our own idol, when we become self-worshippers, narcissistic self-worshippers which is what we have a lot too much of in society today mm -hmm. where people
where people are saying, oh, I can walk into the ladies' restroom because I identify as a woman. <clears throat> you know, in other words, I'm a narcissistic pervert. Mm. That's really what that's saying. <clears throat> Well, that should stir some people up. Um, no, you're not making a whole lot of people happy right now. You know, I'm that, doing right? my best to make them mad, uh, <laughs> which is that's easy I'm for us. Hard <laughs> working hard at it. Well, I'm offended. Sounds like a personal problem to me. Yeah, yeah. Take care. Um, <laughs> um, you know, um, if if that's what people are doing, then God will pull back His restraining grace mm. and allow them a certain measure of freedom to destroy themselves. And that's exactly what they're doing. So are you saying it could be a lot worse? Oh, it could be a lot worse. Then, God, God, then, could, uh -huh. God could completely pull back and we'd have a nuclear war within 30 minutes and, you know, most of the planet would be wiped out. That's, that's a great point. And you know, that's a great point, brother, because that one thing continues to be true, but that's God's word. And when it says, above all things, the heart is deceitful, desperately wicked. Yes. That does has not changed. No. And, be and also it says that we drink iniquity like water. Like water. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing to, you know, uh, for us believers that understand that, that, Man, the heart is deceitful. It will do what it's going to do. People are capable of the worst atrocities that could ever happen in this world. And that is true. Yeah. You know, so it's it's amazing. And that's a great point, brother, because it's true. God's grace is, <laughs> you know, he's being graceful and merciful. We should all be dead, brother. Right? Oh, we shouldn't yeah. even exist. No. If it were left up to man totally, we, we would have been wiped out, you know, years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Oh, here's, here's the next proverb uh, of chapter four, uh, chapter 15, verse 12. A scorner, and look it up in your version too, brother. A scorner loves not one that reproves him, neither will he go unto the wise. What does yours say? Mine says a scoffer does not love one who reproves him, he will not go to the wise. So the girl that, that reproved the pervert male that was in her locker room at the YMCA, it, he didn't like it. Right? Because he's mm -hmm. a scoffer. He's a scorner. He scoffs God. He scoffs, he scoffs God's design. You know who owes an apology? They owe an apology to God mm. because they are insulting God in his design. God is a creator and he, he takes great pleasure in his creation. He God, it, it's like if you want to create a, a work of art, you want to do the you want to make it a beautiful, amazing work of art, right? Right. And you'd love for people to to view it and to and to enjoy it and to appreciate it. Right? right? Well, God created a work of art called the universe. He created a work of art called mankind. Mm -hmm. And that work of art included two genders, male yep. and female. Mm -hmm. And for them to run around and say, oh, there's this gender and that gender. And that, I can't even name them. because Or so there's no gender. 
they're, they're so <laughs> weird. Yeah, they're strange. Yeah. They're weird. They're reprobate. Um, I'm really trying to anger them. Um, because <laughs> sometimes you get anger, sometimes you end up repent, repenting. You know, um, sometimes the Holy Spirit works on you and get anger, yeah. angry. <clears throat> but um, he. He made us that way, and then they they are mocking God and reproving God mm. for for His design. Right, His lowly little creature that He created in the womb mocks Him in that way, mm. and that's yep. why it's a, such a horrible sin. The way of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord, but he loves him that follows after righteousness. Oh, man. So it's an abomination to him, and which means he hates it with a great hatred. Mm. That's heavy. God is, God is angry with the wicked every day. Mm. You know what I hear? Who I hear right now in my ear? What's wrong with you people? That R.C. Sproul. R.C. Sproul. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that was a great. A, hey, great. Uh, so as we were talking right now in regards to that, I, I looked up. So on my device, so I have a bunch of different, you know, Bible versions. And there's one called the easy read version. Same proverb 15 verse 12. Proud people do not like it when someone warns them. They will not ask wise people to give them advice. Well, and that's, that that's true. That's, that's putting true. it in like an easy way, an easy way to understand it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, and that's, that's scripture. That's, yep. that's wisdom from God, which we lack today. Mm, man, we sure do brother. We sure yeah. do. We lack the fundamental wisdom of God. Um, and you know, of course, a lot of people are, they don't want to believe in God. They don't want to accept God's wisdom. They don't want anything to do with God. That I mean, that's, that's going to come with the territory when it comes to um, those who uh, are unregenerate, right? right. <clears throat> you know, they love their sin. They hate God because they love their sin. That's what, that's scripture. Um, and, and the sin, the thing is, is that sin rules over them. <clears throat> and so even when you go to the, you know, the 44 or so billionaires that went to Davos, Switzerland for their yeah. big, big conference. Their summit. Mm -hmm. You know, they're in the same boat. Yeah. They're, sco they're scoffers of God. Oh, yeah. And they don't like being reproved. Right. Yeah. Especially men with that sort of power, right? Right, right. They, they, they think they're that they are God that they can mm. make for the rest of us a decision of what's best for the planet. You know, oh, we this is what's best for the planet. So everybody else, all billions of you, are going to have to fall in line. Excuse me. Them over there at the summit, you know, those billionaires <laughs> think, like you said, they think they're God. They're playing God, and they think they can tell us how to do things and where should we do it and how we should do it because they got the money. Right. They don't want to listen to wise man. They don't want to listen to wisdom, true wisdom. No. no, but when God, what happens is when God uh, opens up the door for them to have a little more freedom to do those type of things, um, it's a trap. Mm -hmm. He set a trap for them. Yeah. And they'll walk right into it because they're foolish. You know, and that, I mean, that's, that's scripture. Yeah. You know, 
Uh, he opens, I mean, he, look at Rome. Ro- he opened door for Rome mm-hmm. to act in their natural way, you know, their natural sin, and uh, attack the church, attack his bride, right? Right. Uh, in the first century. Uh, Israel also attacked, you know, the unbelieving of Israel attacked the bride of Christ, the church. And wow, can't get that thing to unlock there, brother. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, and uh, they attacked the church. And so what happened to them? In 70 AD, Rome went in and destroyed Jerusalem and the temple. Right. That was God's judgment. Mm. And then, and then what happened to Rome? Well, right. Char- by the time Char- Charlemagne came along, uh, by a couple hundred years, three hundred years later, mm-hmm. pagan Rome was completely decimated, and Rome was declared to be a Christian empire by Charlemagne. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So, so God's kingdom took down Rome. Right, and that's according to Daniel's prophecy. That in Daniel's prophecy, um, and and some of the other prophets, but mainly Daniel, uh, Babylon would um, was used by God to discipline Israel for its rebellion against God, and then God used the Medes and the Persians to take down Babylon. And then God used the Greeks to take down the Medes and the Persians. That's Alexander the Great. And then God used Rome to take down the Greeks. And then God used the church through the weaponry of prayers, the gospel, and living a spiritual life to take down Rome. Hmm. And remember when Christ came on the scene, everybody wanted Christ to lead a rebellion against Rome and take Rome out. Remember that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what they were expecting, right? Right. What they didn't understand is that that was going to happen, but not in the way that they thought. Mm. It was going to happen through redemption. Yeah, that's so, that's the beauty of it all. Yeah. Can you imagine if it would if it would have stayed physical, brother? Eighty seventy would have been it. Eighty seventy, yeah, right, that would right. Been that would have been it. It's done. Yeah. It's over. Right. And then what? What about all the other centuries that come after it? Right. So we think so short term, and we think, you know, oh, right now we need relief right now. Well, it might take generations to get what we want. Right. Because that's how God planned it. Because He's not just thinking about us right now; He's thinking thousand years down the road. That's right. Amen. You're right. Amen. And so, um, what we're dealing with right now, God's allow. He's allowing all of it. Amen. He's pulled back His restraining grace to a certain degree, and all of this evil that's occurring is it's occurring because He made the wicked for the day of evil. Mm. And why would He allow the evil? Well, because because through the evil, the church flourishes. Amen. How did the church become so powerful in Rome in the fourth century? Because they were persecuted in the first century. Right. That's how they became strong. 
You know, I, I had a martial arts instructor that used to, he was a Christian. And he used to say, you got to do your spiritual push-ups if you're going to be strong. Mm, wow. That's awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But it's true. You got to go through pain. You got to go through a little bit of suffering. A little Christ went through suffering. What's wrong with us? Why are we so privileged and special? Yeah. That, that's right? a great point, brother, because unfortunately, many Christians, you know, have that mentality that we are not to suffer. God is taking care of us all the time. Well, guess what? He's taking care of you and you're suffering too. Right. You know? uh, he's there. He's faithful. You know, it's just yeah. we need to understand his faithfulness and the right. way his faithfulness applies to us in what circumstances that comes and the wisdom that comes in that brother, it's our wisdom to be dependent upon the truth of God, understanding, mm. you know, his uh, grace, understanding, uh, you know, his, our perseverance through him, the, right. you know, us, you know, inclined on him, you know, believing in him, put in our trust in him, because if we don't right. brother, I mean, it's going to be, I always get that picture of, uh, you know, there's going to be some Christians that are going to be, you know, going down this line to fall back up, you know, keep going. And there's the one that are going boom, 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 tumbling all the way through because they don't understand, right. you know, God's grace and mercy. We don't understand who we are as, you know, uh sinner saved by grace. So right. yeah, that's when, why when you when you're a sinner saved by grace, you're a ro you're royalty. Mm, yep. Amen. You see, there's a, there's a, we drink iniquity like water and we all, we are all evil, you know, and, and, you know, all sin of sin come short of the glory of God and all of that before salvation, after salvation, we are a royal priesthood, mm. holy nation, according to second Peter, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's second Peter. I'll go there. But, um, that's who we are. Yeah. And so we have to conduct ourselves in that way. Amen. With dignity, right? That's right. And royalty, good royalty conducts itself with dignity. Or at least a facade of it. And right. and and uh you know, you so what does that mean? It means that we don't get down to the level of the world and what we do. Our warfare is prayer, our, our weapons of warfare, prayer, the word of God, the, the holy gospel, a, a, a true declaration of who God is and his attributes, right? Right. That's, confession's really good with that, you know, teaching those kind of things. But um, th that's, that's, what, that's what we have to fight with, you know. Yeah, and that's if we, good if, stuff, bro. Yeah. You were so, saying you were talking about first Peter and one of the first things when I opened up second Peter chapter one. And uh, this is where uh, Simon Peter is talking about growing in Christian virtue. Hmm. Just to read a little bit, bro. And then I want to get your thoughts. It says uh, verse one, Simon Peter, a bond servant and apostle of Jesus Christ to those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours. By the righteousness of our God and Savior Jesus Christ, grace and sorry, peace. I'm sorry, which chapter are you in? Uh, chapter two. Oh, I'm sorry, okay. chapter one, okay. Second Peter, chapter one. Okay. And oh, second, I, Peter. second Peter. Second okay. Peter. Yeah. Okay. Chapter one. 
Go ahead. Uh, and I'm on verse two now. It says, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and, uh, and of Jesus our Lord, seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these, he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Now for this very reason, also applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in, self, in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they render you neither useless nor unfruitful in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For he who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. Therefore, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choosing you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble." For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be abundantly supplied to you. That's a whole lot. But brother, it's talking about Christian virtue, how we ought to live. Yes. And that applies to us today. Just think about the audience to whom he was saying that to, the believers in that generation. But it applies directly to us today. How else are we to live, right? And wisdom is a big time part of that. Right. These principles don't change. Mm -hmm. The circumstances of our life might change, but the principles don't. Amen. Amen. They're, they're, they're eternal. No, absolutely. And so, so we have, um, it's unfortunate. And not, you, you know, you can't. You can't have a broad stroke and stereotype all all churches. I mean, mm -hmm. there, there are all kinds of different churches, right, and uh, different denominations. And even within those domination, denominations, there are different churches, and there's non-denominational. But there are a lot of individual churches in this country that have utterly abandoned the gospel mm -hmm. and utterly abandoned the uh, instructions of Scripture. And then there are lots of churches in this country that are still staying true to the gospel and true yeah. to the scripture. And so you have the wheat and the tares. Yeah. And, um, and God, I believe one of the things God is doing is he's dividing the wheat from the tares because it's becoming very clear to the rest of society who the Christians are and who the Christians are not. Yeah, amen. amen. And this is and something. He, this is something that God does. I mean, if He did that in that century where He separated the wheat from the tares, He's going to do it in our generation as well, because He's always going to keep His church pure, right, brother? Right. The true believers are what's going to be the true church. Right, right. That's the true church. That's the remnant. Mm -hmm. So you had Israel in the in the old covenant. You had Israel. That was God's elect nation, mm -hmm. right? Right. And then within God's elect nation, you had the remnant, which, which was God's actual elect people. 
Mm-hmm. Not everybody in Israel, not all of the Hebrews or the Jews, or whatever, however you want to classify them, um, were believers. And not all of them went to heaven. Mm. There, there were there was wheat mixed with tare in Israel in the old covenant. Mm. And when God carried them off to Babylon, he carried a remnant off to Babylon, the believers. Yeah. There were no unbelievers that went into Babylon. Mm. They were all slaughtered by the Babylonian army. Right. It was God's people, the believers who worshipped him and, and loved him and honored him. They were carried off captive under very, very harsh circumstances. You think, well, why would God treat his people that way? Why would he do that? Because he had an ultimate plan, and that was a part of carrying out his ultimate plan. His ultimate plan was Nehemiah and Ezra going back into the land, as the prophets had said, that they would go back into Israel and reestablish it. And it would bring bring glory to God. Mm. And they would go back in. When they would go back in, they would be even purer and more holy than they were when they were carried off into Babylon. Because even the believers in Israel at the time, even they, to some degree, were tainted Mm. by the Moloch worship and the throwing the children into the fire and the prostitute temples. And if you think about the prostitute temples of the old of the Bible in the Bible of the Old Covenant, even during the Roman times when Paul talked about it in Corinthians, um, they were not just having sex with these female prostitutes. This also involved homosexuality. It involved pedophilia. It involved uh, satanic ritual abuse. All of that was going on in, in Rome in the temples at that time. Mm-hmm. And what do we see today? We see a repeat of history. Exactly. Today we have the same thing. We have human trafficking. We have child sex trafficking. We have satanic ritual abuse occurring today. And it's more common than most people realize. Absolutely. We're caught by surprise. People seem to be, sorry about that, brother, seem to be shocked when they see things that are happening. And, but I was, you know, was talking with someone where I was saying, no, this is just history repeating itself. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but right. you just get information, you know, to you a lot faster than you used to do back in the day, because there was no technology back then. You heard it through the grapevine or uh, some sort of uh, news that came <clears throat> about from uh, somebody that was traveling. Right. Or maybe when the few first newspapers or, or scrolls that were being sent to a different town, different city. Now everything's second seconds information. So we're able to see all these evil that is shocking us. But if you look back throughout history, all these things were happening. All these things were taking place. They've been throughout human history. <clears throat> yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. It's been throughout human history. Wars and rumors of wars have been throughout human history. Mm-hmm. Volcanoes and earthquakes have been throughout human history, right? Right. Um, and so, you know, when when the prophecy was made in uh, you know uh, in Mark thirteen and uh, Luke twenty one and Matthew was it Matthew twenty one and Luke uh, I've lost the chapters, but yeah, yeah, all of the discourse, all of the discourse, right? Yeah. Matthew 24, Luke 21. 21. Um, yeah, 21. That's right. You know, that was that was speaking to a specific event. And the specific event that Christ was referring to 
was the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. Mm, that's right. And that in and, and, and all of the discourse. So you have to pay attention to that. Now, here's some statistics that came out from the Rutherford Institute concerning this kind of stuff. Mm. And, and parents, pay attention to this because this is serious stuff. Every two minutes, a child is bought and sold for sex. Wow. Hundreds of young girls and boys, say, um, I'm sorry, hundreds of young girls and boys, some as young as nine years old, are being mm. bought and sold for sex as many as 20 times per day. Wow. Adults, adults purchase, purchase children for sex at least 2.5 million times a year in the United States alone. Mm. Let that hit you. Let that one hit you. Um, too many of us are living in naivety. Yeah. Adults, adults, purchase, adults purchase children. Uh, I, I just did that one. Okay. Georgia. In Georgia alone, just the state of Georgia, as an example, it's estimated that 7,200 men, half of them in their 30s, seek to purchase sex with adolescent girls each month, averaging roughly 300 a day. Wow. On, on average, a child might be re might be raped 6,000. <clears> oh, <throat> I'm sorry. On average, a child might be raped um, 6,000 men during a five-year period. I must have wrote that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, six, I think it's 6,000 children might be raped by men during a five-year period, something like that. Anyway, mm. we'll skip that one. Estimated 100,000 to 500,000 children, girls and boys, are bought and sold for sex in the United States every year with as many as 300,000 children in danger of being trafficked each year. Wow. Child rape has become big business in America. National Center, now if you want to learn more about it, you go to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. Mm. But here's another one. One in five kids online are sexually propositioned through gaming platforms and other social media. Mm, yeah, that is true. <clears throat> now, government's involved in this. Government has been involved. There was a case out of Pennsylvania. Um, it was a kids for cash scandal mm. in 2009. And this is just one that got caught. And sometimes this is just pedophile rings going to war with each other. So one will expose the other one. Right. Two prominent judges, and um, I think it was it was a dozen officers of the court or employees got caught up in this scandal. The judges went to prison. Uh, we know that the the court officers were at least indicted. I don't know what happened beyond that. So this was state-sanctioned stealing and state-sanctioned kidnapping of minors. How did they do it? They did it through Child Protective Services, and they did it through the juvenile detention system. Mm -hmm. So some of the lawyers involved involved in prosecuting these juveniles 
were part owners in, I think, I guess it was a private juvenile detention center, part owners in it. So not only were they supplying uh, goods for making money, but they were also abusing these kids in the detention center. Wow. Now, there have been cases uh, that have shown that the CPS or DSS, Department of Social Services, um, have been involved in some of this. Now, that's not to indict all CPS offices or, or employees. Some do a good job. Some have the right motives in mind. Some don't. Right. And that's, that's what makes it hard. It's, it's like, how do you pick the good cop from the bad one? Mm-hmm. You know, there are good cops and bad cops, right? There's right. good and bad in every profession. So, you know, it's, it's enough to give parents concern. But they go into places where they'll pick broken families, poverty-ridden, uh, drugs in the house, things like that. They'll take kids out. And then, and then the corrupt government officials will traffic them. Mm. Pedophiles have infiltrated every area of government in this country Mm. and they are advocating for each other. They protect each other from we citizens who are, who get upset about this stuff. And, uh, and they continue to do this to these kids at at an an alarming rate. Mm. Yeah. No, some of it through the foster care uh, and child welfare system. And, 600,000 kids are in foster care at any point in, in the United States. Wow. That's a lot of kids that could be abused. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. I mean, oh, it, it's important. And it's so be true hard. because, you know, a lot of people would say, well, the government, are you sure? Well, if, if, it's, if in the entertainment world it's been happening and it's been kept quiet for such a long time now that a lot of things have come out to light, you know, within the last five to 10 years, it's like, yeah, the government is very much involved. Sure. You know, there's a lot of powerful men that can hush people up. They can cover pay, pay off, you know, payoffs and stuff like that. Yes. Sure. It can happen. It is happening. Yeah. And victims come out and telling their stories more and more uh-huh. on media platforms that where they're not being, um, sanctioned or or you know canceled or you know kicked off the platform mm-hmm. um because how many pedophiles are involved in social media and won't, won't allow that to be talked about yeah no absolutely see that's the problem they've infiltrated everything um and so yeah this is a big problem that we're having and it's got because god pulled back his restraining grace because we went even the churches a lot of churches went in rebellion against God. Mm-hmm. And because so it's, it's even happening in, in within the church too. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. It's happening within the church. And you know, even, yeah, you, know, you do the background investigation, but if they're not a 290 registrant, which in California, that would be um, a sex offender registrant. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's not going to show up in the background. Yeah. If they have a clean background, but they're a pedophile and haven't been caught yet. And you pass them and you say, okay, you're good to go teach Sunday school. You got a problem. Mm. And yes, they do exist in the church and they do fake being Christians. And because it's a source of, of children. 
And uh, so the, 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 a good practice is to have two or three teachers in there to protect the kids. So if one of them is a pedophile, the other two will stop any of that kind of stuff from happening. Yeah. So you have to have good policies in your Sunday schools. You have to protect these kids by every means possible. And we've been lackadaisical. We, we have not done a good job. And, and why isn't this spoken of from the pulpits across America? Why isn't, yeah. why isn't there an outcry? Yeah. Somebody gets offended and, and we just back off or we apologize or we get shut down. Right. You know, no, we rebuke them strongly and we hold our ground. And we get smart and we figure out how to play their game better than they do. Yeah, man. That's true. Wow. Good stuff, brother. Get your thoughts. I, nothing else to add to that. You basically nailed the, hit the nail in the head. It's, it's, it's great. And it's amazing that, you know, we, we were talking about, you know, the direction we're heading with our podcast this new year. And, uh, you know, we, you said wisdom. We're going to go through wisdom. How much does that apply to this situation with what's going on in our world? Wisdom, a lot, brother, and, and a lot within the church and a mm -hmm. lot when, you know, us believers are living, working in the world. We have to have wisdom. Right. We have to have discernment. So it right. all applies and we have to stand on the truth. We have to be vocal about these things. Yes. So it's amazing that, uh, you know, I think a church has to be more involved in the communities, more involved within their government, uh, because we cannot allow the evil things of this world to deny us the freedom, the voices that God gave us, you know, through his word. So it's huge. So thank you, brother. I appreciate that. I think uh, it's going to be a good thing that we're going to get into Proverbs and wisdom. I know there's more to come here in the next coming episodes, but man, oh, yeah. this is a great start. <laughs> we're just getting started. Um, there's a lot more to talk about. Uh, we will stay on current events, but we're going to do it from a biblical standpoint. We're going to talk a lot about scripture, a lot about how it applies to what we're dealing with today. And uh, I'm looking forward to the rest of the year because uh, this should be quite a journey. Amen. It's going <clears throat> to be a quite a journey. We're back and man, we're ready to go. Thank you, yep. brother, for blessing us. Thank you. Appreciate your words. It was good seeing you. Uh, if you have any final thoughts, close us, down, close us down with that. If not, you know what to do. Well, please subscribe and share. And because this is an important message, folks, and not many people are talking about this. So share this everywhere, much as you can. I, don't worry about it. If they ban it, whatever. We're not concerned about that. That's in God's business. That's his territory to take care of that. So, um, but just share it as much as you can. And, and send it, you can send it out to friends by email. That's a way to get around the, uh, the, so, the, um, the big tech uh, censorship mm -hmm. oh, yeah. so so anyway god bless you folks remember keep your mind sharp and your heart pure and we'll see you at the next podcast and we'll definitely catch you on that flip side you have been listening to the vortex apologetic podcast hey there ladies and gentlemen we want to thank you for tuning in to listen to the vortex apologetic podcast it's a blessing to have you we hope that you continue to enjoy the future episodes and 
to tune in and share away with others that might be interested. Uh, I wanted to thank our families for supporting us, especially our wives that uh, they put up with us. They allow us to have time to study and spend time uh, in the Word of God. And uh, in return, they help us as well and they keep us accountable. It's a blessing to have them in our lives. So we want to especially thank them. I uh, also want to thank uh, our church, uh, friends, and uh, the men's study that we have that we continue to encourage, be encouraged about. I uh, want to thank all these people because they support us and pray for us, and uh, it's a blessing to have in our life. Other than that, I hope you continue to enjoy the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. That we will talk to you soon. More episodes to come your way. Other than that, I'm out. We're out. God bless you. 